Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Good morning, Ram Nation. We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael. I'm with my main man, Andre Simone. We're going to talk about that wild win over Boise State, get Dre's thoughts, kind of talk about what stood out the most. And we're going to set the scene for a big game in Sin City for CSU going on to take the 5-1 UNLV Rebels. And, of course, we'll wrap up with some power rankings and with picks. Uh, Dre, how's it going, man? I've had a chance to talk to you since that wild win over Boise State, and I still can't believe it, to be honest with you. I can't either. It makes, uh, I mean, just so wild. I can't wait to get into it. Love the new sign-off. Good morning. That makes a lot of sense for this Thursday morning show. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, yeah, I love it. Start the day off right, get those Rams vibes going. I can't uh, rocking wait Rocking the though, new man. shirts, yes, officially licensed. Yes. You can get just these drop, at vnvr.com. Uh, go check it out. We've got a bunch of CSU merch. More to come. What a time. What, what a week of college football. What a week in the Mountain West. That Wyoming Air Force game was insane. It was awesome. Um, obviously, Friday night with CU was bananas and that Rams game. Where's I, it rank, man? Where's it rank for you? I've been thinking about this a lot, and I don't think it's number one just because I think that has to be – like a game that had a little bit more stakes were national relevance. Yeah, yeah. You know, 2002, some of those wins from my early childhood, but it's certainly the most significant win since the Jim McElwain era. I mean, you got to go back to that 2014 season. I think it was, no doubt about it was just absolutely wild. Um, I guess what stands out the most to you about that game? Because I think to me, it's how many key moments where the Rams had to have the ball bounce their way or execute something. I mean, you, whether it's the, the onside kick, obviously, third down conversions, the Hail Mary catching the tip. It just seemed like every little thing that had to go CSU's way over those final four or six minutes ended up going their way. And <laughs> yeah. I, I don't remember the last time I can say that about a, a CSU game. I mean, I really hope that there was some shaking of some demons in that final six minutes because it really was incredible um i mean i really really hate to say it but i gotta be honest i thought i gave the rams every single chance and at 30 10 i was like okay i mean this is done like i waited till the interception i waited you know till boise scored like there's truly no way right now like i've seen enough from this team and i'm running through all the disappointing plays still way too many penalties on the ram side you know the the 
Tory drop on a big tut, which would have really been huge early on in setting the tone. I just hated that fourth and eight call without like playing it better on third and eight. It was just so many things racking up in my head. And then the next morning, scrolling through Twitter, my first instinct when I saw your uh, video from DMVR Rams of like uh, winter celebration or something, I was like, did J Mike post an old video? Like, what's going on? What, did we make a mistake here? Um, I was incredulous. I was. It was like an out of body experience watching those highlights of the final six minutes and seeing how everything unfolded. Um, and yeah, like a lot of things had to go right. But even then, like, that second onside isn't converted. Like, it was – they had to grind it out. It wasn't, like, some magical big plays aside from the Hail Mary, which I think is one of the most incredible – not just Hail Mary grabs I've ever seen, but, like, catches I've ever seen. I just think what was really cool about it was the fact that this was a design. Like, obviously, you're not trying to have it play out exactly that sure, way, but sure. it's it's a play where – Yes, the ball bounces your way, but it speaks to the preparation and, you know, how much they prepare for these exact situations. It's yeah. literally designed to send Tory deep. He's the fastest. It makes sense. Lewis Brown, right. he's the best sleeper. He's trying to high point it, bring it in, and then you have a trailing Dallin Holker. And, I mean, Tory before the, the play even happens, is, is bragging about how Dallin's going to catch it off the tip. Like, he knew it wasn't going to be a clean catch. They <laughs> find a way to get it done. Uh Braden Fowler Nicolosi with some incredible throws down the stretch. I mean, his ball placement in this game, especially after, you know, a you know, really bad game against Utah State. Offense wasn't polished early. Yeah, yeah. And then he just summons his inner Elway and leads three straight scoring drives in that fourth quarter. Ten touchdown passes now in the fourth quarter or overtime this season. When it comes to two-minute drill-type settings or end of game where we're trying to make a comeback from 21 down, he is so good. Where Brandon needs to get a little better, I think – Brandon, I'm sorry um, – is in his decision-making when he moves – you know, he's he's kind of moving out the pocket. There can be some indecisions on throwing it or keeping it. Honestly, I'd love to see him keep it a little bit. There more have often. been some moments where I feel like he could have kept it and, and ran. There have been definitely been some moments where he scrambled out and, and forced some balls a couple times, has ended in turnovers. A couple of those he was trying to throw it away and didn't get enough right. of them. But I mean, yeah, that's definitely but, been an area he can improve. But when, when he has to stand in there, and holy just deliver, cow, right? I mean, he's so good. His, uh, I mean, his ball placement is outstanding, and he's got all the arm, man. I mean, he's got easy cheese to the sidelines. He can hit it vertically. I think there could be a little more decisiveness in the short game. You know, like that was such a game changer against that Buffs game, right? Just like, uh, you know, quick slants and all that. Yeah, the crossers. And we've talked a lot about big plays. I still would like to see a little more big plays, but, I mean, he's got the arm for it, certainly, and he's got the weapons for it. In that intermediate stuff, though, which is really where... That's like where the best quarterback yeah, shines. Absolutely. I mean, that those are the pro throws. Those are the throws that are going to count in those kinds of epic situations, like late in this game against Boise. He's money, man. He's money, and I, I really hope he takes some confidence. My final takeaway... How great for this group to do this at home, man. How great for this the, the Rams fans who stayed around. How great for this team 
history against Boise in a game that really felt all too familiar. Genty is another big storyline in this game. My he might be God. the best running back in college football. And that's, I mean, he looked unstoppable. And I, as a sophomore, it's just insane. I'm watching it thinking, like, he's transferring to Alabama, Alabama Junior Gibbs style next year. Like, he's that yeah, I mean, good. It, he's I, I'm not rooting for it as a Mountain West guy, but it, it would not shock me at all because he's, a he's just so dynamic. And, I mean, my only the only way I can justify it to myself that he didn't get more touches in that second half after seeing the way he dominated, he had to have just been absolutely gassed or something. Like, that's the only way that makes sense to me. He got two touches on Boise's first two offensive series of that second half. Both of them end in punts. CSU goes on and puts 10 points. All of a sudden, it's a 17-10 game. The context yeah. of the matchup just completely flips. Yeah, I'm not sure they stuck to it the way they should have. There was a lot that I didn't understand. The two-quarterback thing doesn't make sense to me at all, especially because it doesn't seem like they have a rhyme or reason to it. Like yeah. When you watch what yeah. Sac State did under Troy Taylor, which I've now read a couple of times, Boise State has talked about how they've watched some of that Sac State offense. And I'm like, really? Did you? Because you didn't do anything the way they did. Everything was completely designed around certain quarterback skill sets. And it just kind of felt like second and 10, tail and green. All right, third and six. Now let's go to Madsen, then the, right, the green right. again. I just, yeah, I don't understand it. Thank goodness. Um, and then, I mean, the Holker catch again, like, he extends like Superman. Like, the dive he's making midair is insane. And I still cannot comprehend how that ball doesn't move and sticks underneath him. I cannot comprehend that at all. It's just wild. I can't either, man. It was it was one of the wildest wins we've ever seen. As you yeah. said, hopefully this one is able to exercise some demons for us. Um, looks like we've got some mic troubles here. Hopefully it's not coming in too poorly. But uh, one of the things that I'm just kind of hoping is that after years and years of getting bullied by Boise State and having them be this boogeyman, this hurdle that you were not able to overcome, finally it felt like the Rams were like, you want to know what? I'm just going to swing back and see what happens. They started punching back. They clawed their way into this one. Obviously a lot of things execution-wise, and kudos to CSU for, you know, executing when the lights were brightest credit to bfn for making some huge throws the defense stepped up got some crucial stops when they most yep. needed them to but i think what's going to be really interesting is to see how can the rams build off this moving forward because yep. obviously you got yep. a big game coming up against unlv we're going to dive into that one uh, real quick though i do want to talk about our partners over at hero bread uh, it's so soft and fluffy it's got a delicious uh, really just great taste to it uh, primary uh, nutritional interest which is great I mean this is for people who want to be a little bit more health conscious it's not necessarily like dieting or something like that but it is I mean, still delicious bread but that's what's awesome yeah. about it you know it's not one of those products that's better for you where you lose all the taste you lose all the benefit of even eating it in the first place this is all the good stuff all the taste all the texture that you love about bread but it's a little bit better for you, and that's awesome. And you can describe it like uh, Holker's hands, you know? Nice and smooth. Yeah, that's right. Just soft and buttery. <laughs> and and a hero's hands, you know? I love it. Perfect. The hero, uh, I didn't, Dre is a lot quicker than me this morning. Uh, hero makes, they make sliced bread, buns, tortillas, everything that you need. Right now, Hero Bread is offering the DNVR fam 10% off your first order. Just go to hero.co, use our code DNVR to save on Hero Bread today. That's H-E-R-O dot C-O to save 10% today. Again, make sure you use that code 
DNVR. Uh, I also want to shout out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Right now, if you bet five bucks on any game this week, you can get $200 instantly in bonus bets if you're a new customer. Uh, DraftKings isn't stopping there, though. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. We've got the Thursday night football coming up. Uh, we'll see if T-Law is able to play for the Jags. Kind of a frisky team, man. Four and two. Like, it feels like they had a disappointing start, but could really you know, come down the, the stretch here as a contender in AFC. It's a funny line, too. Saints favorites at home. The over-under set at 40. Ooh, am I intrigued by this one. Going to be fun. Get in on that game day greatness with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you download the app. Use the code DNVR. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets. When you place a $5 bet on the NFL, that code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL the crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or just visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com. And responsible gaming resources. Bring us home, Jay. Bring us home. I like that Doug Dimidone guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you, you did it. Um, great questions, guys. If we don't get to them right now, don't you worry. Keep them coming. We'll get to them at the end of the show. Bruce Brown looking more and more like a future wide receiver one. I'm with you, Ant. I'm with you. Uh, really Beast, solid. Uh, Jay was talking about him post game, just how much he's grown up this season. He's had some big performances. He was great against CU. He was great in this one. Yeah. And we talked about ball placement. I mean, the, the throw to Torrey to set up the, the Hail Mary was probably the best of the night. Just perfection. I'm never going to get over that. But the throw to Lewis Brown in the end zone was, was nice as well. Yeah. No, absolutely insane. Lewis pops off the screen. Uh, potential is immense. I'm stuck, man. Uh, but let's get into this. Let's get into this game against UNLV. Um, the Rams historically have had a lot of success in this matchup. They lead 17-6-1 all time. CSU currently rocking a four-game winning streak. They haven't played since 2019, crazy. which is weird. They're yeah. supposed to play in 2020, but COVID, right. Right. Uh, you know, COVID happened. Indeed. It's funny. I, I got into it a little bit on Twitter. Nothing like an argument or anything. Just going back and forth with a younger CSU fan and. Very often, there are times where younger CSU fans will say something about the history of the Mountain West and me being old and having experienced it all. I'd be like, well, actually, I know that CSU UNLV has not exactly been a game over the last 20 years that has tended to matter a whole lot in the, the landscape of the Mountain West. Neither of these teams have had a ton of success. But I talked about before the CU game how the 2002 CU victory was a big part of my origin story as a college football guy. That's, you know, what taught me the thrill of, the, of this game, how much excitement you can get, just, I mean, what it feels like to take down a rival. Conversely, the 2002 regular season finale, the Rams have an opportunity to clinch a perfect Mountain West record and just really close out what should have been, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a great season, but should have been a historic season. Yeah. And uh, they lose 36-33 to UNLV at home. 
young seven-year-old Justin Michael watched this game by himself. I think it might actually be the first college football game that I like set out to watch by myself. My dad had friends over. Mm-hmm. He was in the garage there playing darts. Why I remember this, I don't know. Uh, it well, sticks with you all memory. these years later. Yeah, core memory. <laughs> you know, the Rams just got gashed, gave up like 400 yards on the ground. Really, really sloppy night. And was frustrating. The following year, though, CSU goes into Vegas and uh, wins another thriller to clinch bowl eligibility. So th- this is a game that at one point in time, when I was coming up as a college football fan, did kind of matter. It's mm-hmm. been a long time since UNLV has been good. Um, a really long time, actually. It's yeah. the first but, time they've been 5-1 and one in 39 years. Randall Cunningham was their quarterback the last time. They're having a great season, man. And it's, been, it's kind of been the theme of the Mountain West is... The top dogs in the conference are not the usual top dogs. Apologies. That was my computer. Yeah, man, um, it's it's interesting. It's cool to see. Uh, I guess if you're going to poke some holes in UNLV, it's the fact that their strength of schedule, not great. They're 5-1. and one. Their losses to Michigan, which is obviously respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they don't have a win over a, a team with a winning record. Bryant, an FCS team at 500, is the most successful team that they have beat so far this season. <laughs> I'm not trying to Close rain on their parade, Andy. though, because yep. they've been dominant in these last couple of games. Um, there, there were some things that stood out in the Nevada game that I think CSU can expose, and, and we'll kind of talk about that. Uh, but I guess just what's your reaction to UNLV being relevant because it's it's been wow. a long time it's a really cool story a b i think the mount west definitely benefits from having you know your school in las vegas be good yeah i think that's good for the entire conference um and yeah i mean they've been a fun team they look they look good they look confident they handled business against the lower class of the mountain west right in hawaii and nevada thus far it is lucky that the schedule broke that way. Um, who was it? Is it Wyoming that's had the brutal schedule where it's like Super they had intense. the big hitters yeah. right off the bat? Um, so, you know, like there's some scheduling luck with the five and one. At home, though, they're going to be frisky. Like this is going to be a re energized fan base. And it feels like. You know, one of those squads that maybe doesn't have the most high-end guys, but they're doing things the right way, you know? And it's a team that will take care of business against that lower-tier squad. Yeah. Now what do they do when they need to maybe punch up a little bit talent-wise? That was really well said. Um, Offensively, they're scoring 37.5 points a game, which is great. They're allowing about 27 points per game. Not awesome. Uh, there are some figures yeah. that yep. do uh, really look well for them defensively, though. They're number five nationally in third, or uh, number twenty, excuse me, nationally in third down D. They're number five in third down offense, so they're great both sides of the ball there. Huge matchup there. Huge. I mean, the Rams have been pretty good on third down offensively. Defensively, it's it's been up and down. I mean, it was really a struggle in that first half against yeah. Boise State. Second half, they oh Boise State's 0-6 on third down, and that's yeah. why the game flips. Absolutely. And, I mean, we've talked about it. The talent on, def- on this defense, they should be dominant on third down, right? So this is exactly the kind of opponent where you need to fix some things. Also, it sounds like Nevada or UNLV fairly disciplined. They are, and that's what's going to be interesting about them. Like, no, they're not beating up on bad teams, but they're just executing well, and Mm -hmm. they have a four-headed monster in the backfield. They've got four different guys with 35 or more carries this year. Nobody has more than 60, so it really is a a pretty evenly split 
uh, distribution. You look out for Jaden Thomas and Donovan Lester. Those are definitely the top two guys, 13 combined rushing touchdowns. Uh, a lot of it's on their O-line. They block well. They execute well. A lot of misdirection, a lot of two-back sets out yeah. of shotgun mm-hmm. and pistol formations. It's, Dude, this conference. It's going to test you. Like, and There's honestly, some fun run games in the Mount West this year. Well, and I, I kind of like that and this schemes. is the, the matchup you have to set up the Air Force game because it really exactly. is going to test you. Boise is not lane a bad here. test to go into this one either, you know? Great, I mean, yeah. with, with Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Green? Taylor Green, yeah. Ugh, these stupid first names just kill me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, they've got some skill. How are you feeling about the Rams' run defense right now? Because, you know, there's, there's a dual-sided coin of analyzing that Gen T game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think it's as poor as what we saw in the first half against Boise State. I think Gen T really is that good. No, and I, I think no that if you look at what they were able to do in key stretches against uh, Middle Tennessee, against CU, and even at times against Washington State, they really didn't you know, struggle with the run against Wazoo. Right. It was Cam right. Ward and yep. him making all those big plays downfield. I think it's better than what we have seen. I do. I do wonder if at times, because the pass rush is so aggressive that it, it's kind of like a all-or-nothing type mentality, yes. and we're seeing them play a yes. little bit more disciplined after they get gashed. They kind of tighten some things up. Yeah. I'd like to see them come out from the stretch in this one, really play with great discipline. Uh, Shout-out to our guy, Evan, again, man. Legend. Another super chat. Happy Much love, Thursday, my guy. Evan. Happy Thank Thursday. You. Hope you are having a great day. Hope you are enjoying the pod. It yeah. does feel, though, like a, a slightly lighter defensive front, right? More athletic yeah. and against Boise I think what started working was selling out almost the uh the old run blitz you know and they were daring him to throw in that second half and Boise never really did it and I mean I kind of like how aggressive that defense can get in key moments you know that's how like that's how I would if it's a tight game whether you're down by a few or up by a few I don't want to be dropping eight like you know like what you the secondary was better this past week they you know Mm -hmm. better in coverage Mm -hmm. for some turnovers again which was huge but I mean like the strength of this unit inherently is letting these guys pin their ears back and get after the QB and I felt like down the stretch Mo Kamara he didn't have the sack numbers that he's had every week but he impacted that game in a major way and they were trying to run away from him Mm -hmm. and it just couldn't work like they could not keep him out of the backfield honestly I think if the like second level tackling could get a little more sharp uh you might you might have something on this defense and I mean you got to clean up the flags that's a big thing yeah, one of the things I'm really interested to see about this matchup is, you know, going back and watching the CSU or the UNLV Nevada game this past week, and Nevada's really struggled. They've been much more competitive of late. I'm getting to the point where I don't think they're going to go winless, just with what I've seen these last couple weeks. Probably more like one and eleven, two and ten. We'll see. Uh-huh. Um, UNLV, they were always in control of this game. Having said that. One of the things that did jump out to me, a lot of missed tackles in the ground game. Nevada, Brendan Lewis especially, really, really ate them up on the ground. And uh, some big chunk plays through the air as well. And when you see receivers running that open, you know, 15, 20 yards downfield, I think that's encouraging, especially, you know, with what this offense can do and the amount of weapons you have that can, you know, attack up the seam, beat them down the sideline. They got torched on a couple of go routes. Tight ends really had a lot of success. I think that's an area where if you're CSU, you're looking at, like, all right, we want to do that. And obviously, you got to get that ground game going, and yeah. hopefully going to have Avery Morrow back, it sounds like. So that, that should be huge. That'd be huge. I was honestly kind of 
uh, surprised how much they stuck to the run game. Uh, yeah. Given the options they had. In the know? moment, it was brutal. I will say, no. on the rewatch, I do think that they did some things in that ground game that started to wear down Boise mm-hmm. State. It also set up what should have been an easy touchdown for Torrey Horton on that play-action shot that right. obviously he just right. he looked, stopped looking at the ball a totally started looking at the end zone. It happens. He responds in a major way down the stretch in that second half. But I do think that as good as some of these numbers are for UNLV, whether you're looking at you know you know top twenty and in red zone defense and some of this stuff, they're also like 115th or something like that, estimating in you know total defense. They give up a lot of yards, and I think there's an, an opportunity to really move the ball here as long as you don't beat yourself, don't yeah. turn it over, yeah. don't try and get too cute. Do what you do well. Get the ball to Dallin. Get it to Tory. Get that ground game going a little bit, and yep. you know, just let Braden do his thing. Feels like one of those where if you out execute them, your talent will shine through, and you'll start to make the bigger plays and come out on top. And we'll get into this obviously with our picks at the end, but that's why I was a little surprised to see, given who UNLV has played, they're eight point favorites in this game. That's a bigger no. spread than yeah, eight point favorites, bigger spread than CSU Boise. CSU, they've lost, won four straight against UNLV. I know it's been a long time. Historically kind of dominated. Rebels getting a ton of love from Vegas. And it feels like, I don't know, I, I almost wonder if Vegas, like, Vegas wants UNLV to be good. How much? Well, there, there's always some home cooking with certain teams. So that is something to monitor. How much has the book and the sharps the big money betters how much have they been burnt by this rams team though that's also probably a factor you as well know, there was like, a lot of public money on dude, csu early on in the year that utah state game was like one of the top five like as soon as i saw that too, I, was like, the oh, money. God. I know you think oh god but you also think like these guys know what we know like talent wise yeah this should be a blowout on the rams side it's just one of those that it's just it's like it's oh, so the wind starts man. going the wrong way and you're like I know this should be a good thing but it it just isn't. Um, it's also a classic like you look at it on paper and it's like oh UNLV's five and one versus five hundred team. Yeah, CSU's three and three and like literally just one on a miracle, you know. After like, getting. You know, their teeth kicked in against Utah State yeah. and kind of struggling against an FCS team. Right. So I, I guess that makes it just eight feels like a lot. Plus 260 on the Rams feels nice. It's a little tasty, and we'll get into that. A uh, couple of names you're going to want to keep an eye out on. We already shouted out Jaden Thomas and uh, Donovan Lester in the backfield. Wide receiver Ricky White and Jacob DeJesus, both those guys are studs. Ricky White, their biggest play potential guy, uh, Arkansas transfer at linebacker Jackson Woodward came over with Barry Odom. He leads the team in tackles, and Arizona safety Jackson Turner is a guy who's very athletic, can run around, make some plays. Keep an eye on him. Going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a lot of fun. A couple of keys we've already dove into mostly, so I'm not going to get too repetitive, but you got to win the turnover margin. That was a big factor this past weekend. UNLV is plus nine on the season. Again, is that more about who they faced you know nevada had two really just brutal red zone turnovers a week ago that would have changed the context of that game drastically it's it's something to keep an eye on though because in the games where csu have struggled turnovers have been a major problem it's also bfn's biggest kryptonite right now yeah i mean it's yeah. it's yeah as, as much good as we have seen it's it's the one thing he really needs to yeah. to clean down only one pick a week ago but it 
you know, very well could have been the, the, the dagger that sealed the deal. Damn straight. And the other thing is, you know, I think maybe the biggest performance from the defense all year, Middle Tennessee, I felt like when they really took over, it, 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 it showed up in the form of turnovers. Um, even, you know, that big force fumble to keep it close in the first half against Wazoo. The defense needs to come up with those timely turnovers because they've got the they've got the talent, no doubt. Also got to limit the explosive plays allowed. Obviously got explosives. killed in that Utah State game. Watching UNLV, to me, it feels like they're more of a wear-you-down physical-type team than just yeah. blow past you like Utah State yeah. did. I like that more for CSU. That feels more like Middle Tennessee. That feels more like what CU tried to do to CSU for a while before they realized that they couldn't. I, I like the context of that, but again, it all comes down to discipline. You can't have the missed tackles that have plagued CSU at times. I, tackling early on was, it wasn't as bad as what we saw the week before. There were some missed tackles against Chanty. He's also so good. He's so smooth with some of his cuts where I'm just like, I don't really know if, I don't know if anyone makes that tackle, to be honest. He's built great, like, yeah, no, he's really good. Last one, obviously, easy, third easy. down is, is big. I mean, it was the, the difference in the battle. game. It's, it's pretty simple. Battle. Like most football games, third down, special teams, all that stuff's going to be a key. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know if I need to clear my throat. Take some AG1 or something. I don't know, man. I uh, so. <laughs> the 4K, baby. It's true. I do want to shout out FOCO, leading manufacturer of sports entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They have some of the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms right now. Uh, it's baseball season. It's coming to an end. If you want to get, you know, some Texas Rangers gear, some Houston Astros gear, you can do it there. Obviously, they've got some sweet bobbleheads, everything you need. They always have our back for Colorado sports, and they are going to have yours too. Get the best gear on by using the link in our description for all nine pre-sale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off your order. I also want to shout out Breck Brew. You guys know we love Breckenridge Brewery at DNBR, and that's because they have a beer for any occasion. It all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. They've been doing it for 33 years, and they're some of the best around. I'm a big Avalanche Amber Ale guy. Yeah, Mountain are. Beach Sour, you can't ever go wrong with that. Oh, yeah. If you're at the DNBR bar, have an ice-cold Breck Brew. Remember, DNBR members get discounted rates at the bar. Check out the Breck Beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a brew near you i feel fine guys i think is yaya breathing in the mic i think no oh, boy oh sound boy. a little stuffed up a little bit maybe no nah, it's just the morning <laughs> let's get into our mountain west power rankings uh not a ton of movement but we did have some within the middle starting at number 12 we have the nevada wolf pack currently rocking a 16 game losing streak longest in the country I feel for them. I do. That's a brutal spot. I mean, this is a team that, honestly, before they joined the Mountain West, I remember more fondly those Kaepernick years and the whack. You have those Boise thrillers, you know, and late night ESPN2, some of those games. To see how far they've fallen, just as a guy that likes college football in this half of the country, it, it's a bummer. It's brutal. But they're, uh, they're always, like, frisky for a few drives when you put them on, and, like, Brendan Lewis is, like, 
weirdly entertaining for a little bit, but yeah, they're uh, they're rough right now. Man. I don't just want to. It's it's a lot like Hawaii. Like if you only watch them for ten to fifteen minutes at a time, you're like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But if you watch like an entire half, you just start to see the deficiencies, and defensively, it's it's a struggle. We just got murdered. Yeah. That's who we have at eleven. All right. Hawaii. Shout out to Timmy our Chang. Guys. You're still our guy. We love you. Love and you, shout Timmy. out to my guy Eric in the super chat. Sign the Becky Hammond petition. Do it. I'm on it, man. I, I know we want the the court named after her and Moby. I'm fine with that. Becky, a legend. Uh, number ten, New Mexico. I, I gave them a little bit of love, and they were in it against San Jose State for a while. It was a tight game at the half, and then they just get their their teeth run in in that second half. I. I'll be honest. I, I should have known that that was San Jose State. It's a kitchen sink game. Yeah. They played such a brutal schedule. They're still hoping to get hot at the end here and sneak into a bowl game. Could have overlooked them, though. You never know. It's, it's tough playing those games. It's tough. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Um, at number nine, we're going San Diego State. They, Oof. They, I, they just don't impress me. How the mighty have fallen. No, they're terrible, man. They yeah. stink. They're not very good. Number eight, we're going no. San Jose. At uh, number eight, we're going with San Jose State. They've had a really tough start to the season. I still think they could get hot here with Chevin Cordero yeah. if that offense starts executing like it did in that second half this past week. But defensively, they're, they're a mess. Yeah, does the comeback begin here? Slowly climbing back up your power rankings. Slowly but surely. We'll see. It's going to take a while to offset what we have seen, but... At uh, number seven, Boise State. They fall a couple of spots after dropping this game to, to CSU. I don't understand what they're doing offensively with this two-quarterback yeah. set. Yeah. Um, defensively, they just don't have the playmakers in the secondary that we're used to seeing, and yep. that was especially evident down the stretch in, the, in that game. Like, CSU's DBs, as, as much as the Rams have struggled this past season, I thought CSU's DBs looked way more athletic than Boise's. Not a game where they were tested maybe uh, to the upteenth power with, also, also good <laughs> with point. the struggles from the Boise State uh, aerial attack. But, yeah, definitely. We, we kind of thought, hey, is Boise turning that corner and now Mountain West? Uh, that was a big loss in kind of halting their momentum. They got a tough schedule coming up. Um, CSU, I've got them at six. They're up a spot from last week after pulling the victory. I still have them below Utah State at five just because uh, Utah State, they had Fresno on the ropes this past week. They should have beat them. What this offense is doing from a week-to-week basis is very impressive. They're frisky, man. They've they got some playmakers. Like their receivers yes, are yes. sick. Like Terrell Vaughn and, yep. and Jalen Royals are both extremely talented outside of Torrey Horton and Ashton Janty. Those are probably the only other two that are even in the conversation for Offensive Player of the Year. They're like a, an old Rich Rod team. That's exactly what they're like. <laughs> you know, like they're they're, like they're a, still going to lose a stupid game this year where they give up like 50 points yes, to a three-win yes, team. But yes. at the same time, they'll also probably be like an eight-win team because they just they can get four plays a game where their receiver just torches you. Credit to them. Not the season I expected them to have. They've been, they've been really awesome. The, fr- the thing about Utah State is like I want it to be clear. I admit that I'm, I was wrong about them. They are better than I thought. <laughs> but I also still like inherently believe that this is incredibly fluky under Blake Anderson. But I have like a three-season sample size. And at this point, I, I, Dude, how I, just can have to, you? I just have to tip my hat to them because how they keep you? doing it. So yep. good for them. Absolutely. It doesn't make sense to me. But good for you, Utah State. Uh, number four, UNLV, five and one, great record. They've taken care of business. Their their numbers are great. 
But now is where we find out. Like, are you actually a top four team in this league, a team that's going to factor into the championship race, or are you a bowl team that by the time the, the end of the season rolls around, you're more like seven or eight in the power rankings? Right. Joey here making a point on Boise being still better than CSU. But, Joey, these are power rankings. Think of them as similar to, like, our in-house AP rankings. After that loss, after looking at those, you know, those two records – I think you have to put the Rams ahead of Boise after that week. In the power rankings, I also don't this agree week, that they're better. To... I don't agree that Boise State has more talent than CSU. I've said it since the summer that this is the most beatable that Boise State has been, and I'm not saying that like CSU surpassed Boise State as like a program or like where they are at in terms of the the standing within the Mountain West, but. It's more about the fact that the the talent gap between Boise and everybody else just isn't what it used to be. They are, oh, no doubt. They're just one of the group. I think Boise's top gear might be better, and they are more consistent more in consistent. getting to it yeah. than the Rams. The Rams are way more multiple. It's not even close. And I would argue have more top-end talent. I think they're better coached, too. I, I'm just not an Avalos guy right now. Um, but a fun debate. I mean, that's part, yeah, that's why the power rankings are fun. Right? And I appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate the engagement. If you give me a thumbs up on YouTube, give it a share, yeah, all that fun it, stuff. Baby. Maybe so. If they play that specific game 10 times, they probably do win 9.9 times out of 10. But uh, I think if CSU and Boise State, these exact rosters, if they played 100, I think it'd probably be about 50-50. I really do. Um, that's my take. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. Uh, number three, we're going Fresno State. Pulling out the road win over Utah State uh, without yeah. Mikey Keene. Logan yeah. Fife made some big-time plays. They're starting to show some leaks defensively, though, and mm -hmm. injuries are starting to catch up with this Fresno's team. Yeah, uh, I think the high-end talent is there, but the depth doesn't feel as great. And, I mean, the high-end talent maybe not as high-end as, like, last year. So yeah, making yeah. up for those margins is a little harder. Really well said. Uh, number two, we're going Wyoming. They had their chances against Air Force. A couple of Crazy timely fish. turnovers really hurt them, not coming away with some points there. Yeah. Defensively, they're tough, man. And Craig Bull, they always are in it against Air Force. Yeah. We talked about that spread being too high. Andrew Peasley's a good quarterback, man. He's frisky. He does his thing, you know. He's competitive. He's really impressive. Yeah. And I, I've got to eat some some crow on him. He's He's... Night and day from what we've seen. I don't think my assessment of what we saw from him last year was inaccurate. I just think the growth that he has shown is is really impressive. Honestly, I, I said football earlier. football for you, right? It can be night and day from yeah. one year to the next. It really can. I, I said uh, Terrell Vaughn and Jalen Royals outside of GNT and Horton, the only candidates for offensive player of the year. I think Peasley's got to be in there, too. Uh, his, his numbers aren't going to be, like, sick. I think he's got 12 passing touchdowns for only two picks. He's been really efficient, and he's made some big-time throws in tight games. Wyoming's a tough team in the trenches, too. That was a really fun game, that Air Force-Wyoming one. Really fun. And obviously at the top, we've got Air Force there in the top 25, which is great to see. I love this team. I know that they're a front-range local rival against CSU. I've always had a soft spot for Air Force. They're a program that under Troy Calhoun, I just, yeah. I like the way they do it. They do it the right way. They develop guys. They play hard. They're not scared of anyone. They always give P5 teams a tough time. And I know it's that sad. they do wonky things schematically. And there are all these weird things about Air Force. I get it. But that's how but they compete. they show up mm -hmm. every single year. And the fact that this team is able to do this after losing the amount of guys that they lost from that offense last year is 
really impressive. What a coaching job. Highest ranked group of five team in the country right now, right? They're 22, two lanes 23, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Um, and everyone else is, yeah, power five school. So really impressive what they're doing. That comeback win is without with Larry or out of the game, too. And that's going to be the thing to keep an eye on. And may potentially a big break for CSU with Air Force coming to town next week. Starting quarterback, Zach Larrier. Because he adds a whole other demand. It was crazy watching that game. They start that first offensive drive. Wyoming just scored a touchdown. First thing Air Force does is pass it, man. It's like, what are we watching? This is oh, nuts. He's hitting everything this yeah, year. No, he's, so it's, he's, he's a that's baller. That's huge. And, you know, the other thing you got to consider, I, I posted this on Twitter, and a lot of people, you know, kind of scoffed and be like, well, if there's any – team in the country where it doesn't matter where the quarterback is out it's it's air force Wrong. I, not you're, this you're year. not right not though one what he has brought as a passing game has been huge because it's opened up everything you can't yes. just sit on that run game all day long they always were able to get you over the top with some play action shots but i mean there are times he's just doing three-step drop and burning you over the top like it's nothing cute he's just making some nice throws the other thing, though, is ball security. Everything about this Air Force offense is based on perfect execution and timing and chemistry. And all of a sudden, I mean, you get a different guy in that backfield that only takes one or two of those plays having miscues to really change the context of the matchup. 100%. I mean, when you can pass it that well out of that offense and how hard that offense is already to defend, it changes everything. Big matchup for them against Navy this week. What do you think about this before we get into power rankings? Uh, if CSU, CU get to six wins, potential for a bowl game showdown, lower level bowl would get huge ratings, thoughts, long shot. But what if? Oh, I mean, given the ratings and the hype, I think they'd, I think they'd do it. Yeah, I mean, I think if both teams were six and six, I think there's a decent chance you would see it uh, in the LA Bowl or something like that. I, I honestly, especially if Air Force got a New Year's Six Bowl. You'd be pissed if you were a team like Wyoming who had like 10 wins and potentially get leapfrogged, but we see it like with the TV ratings and the fact that it would sell tickets. Like it, it would not shock me. Um, I don't know if I want it or not. Like I, I do and I don't. That game got so chippy. Everything way. that happened with the month after it, there's a part of me that's kind of like, let's just let's give it some some time and we'll play the showdown in Fort Collins next year. But so close though. That's the other part of me that's so like, close, CSU should have had him. Like, I, let's give so us another shot close. at him. Yep, yep. No, I could see all sides. What's your gut? Is CU a bowl team? I mean, this and this legitimately not a shot at them. It's why I talked about going into the year, why I thought they weren't a bowl team. It has nothing to do with their talent, but just the fact that this Pac-12 schedule is insane. Um, I think they're... They're only going to be favored in one of these games going forward. So winning two going forward to get that one. bowl eligibility, you got to steal one. I mean, I, I was saying the same thing about schedule. CSU, I mean, though. They were going to be dogs four in Boise. Teams on it. UNLV, yeah. Wyoming, Air Force. You will yeah. be dogs in all four of those. If yeah. you want to go to a bowl, you have to steal at least one. Yep. And then win the three games you're favored at the end. Now it would be nice if they could steal another one. You steal another one against UNLV. All of a sudden, you got a little bit of leeway, chance of a seven-win season, maybe even an eight-win season if you get hot. That's on the table. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though. It's going to be fascinating, man. They, I mean, they got to get to a local ball, college football. Is it's awesome, never been man. More it's twenty years. Twenty years since it's been even remotely yeah. on this level. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was incredible. All right, let's get to our picks, and we'll wrap it up. The Frisco Bowl, I've seen a lot of CSU projected in the Frisco Bowl, so that, that could definitely happen. I'd be a fan of that. Frisco or Albuquerque, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, 
Let's do it with our picks. Starting 10 a.m., I love the Service Academy games. Air Force, 10.5-point favorites at Navy In the without Air their Force. starting quarterback. Uh, Navy's actually, they're throwing the ball a little bit this year, too. Yeah, Navy just 3-3, three and three, having one of the more down years they've had in a while. Their defense really struggles. Um, and I think, you know, the familiarity with this matchup, it's not about who the starting quarterback. It's about who's got it, who's got the gap discipline, who's able to run it down each other's throats. They are begging you to take Navy plus 10.5. Air Force has been doing this. They're taking care of business. This is a huge rivalry game. They're going to be up for it. I mean, man, it's like in the back of my, like the, the back of my neck. I've watched college football far too long to think that you would lay the points in Annapolis on Navy in this kind of rivalry game. It's why you do it. The book is tempting me. Give me the Falcons. Come on, baby. I was going to say, everything about this is going to make you sick, and I think it'll be really tight for most of it, but I do think that Air Force pulls away in the end. I think that run game with Eldridge in the backfield, it's just too solid. They covered last week, even though they were down basically the entire game with their backup quarterback. Insane. It's the boa constrictor, man. It's what they do, and defensively, they're incredible, and I think that's the big difference in this matchup is, is the defensive talent that Air Force has versus Navy. Uh, next one, fun one, Hawaii at New Mexico. New Mexico, one-point home dogs. This coin flip, man. Like, wherever you want to go with it, I, I think you could probably talk me into it. Yeah, if it's off the island, I'm going to take New Mexico. I don't love it, but I do think they're the better, more competent team. Fair, fair. Um I'm going to go New Mexico at home. I'm going to take the home dogs. I I like what they're doing with Dylan Hopkins. They've got a solid round uh, ground game. We'll see. Uh, CSU, eight-point dogs at UNLV. We already talked about this spread being surprisingly large. Yeah. Um, I'll start. Rams are going to cover, and for the second straight week, I'm going to call my shot. DraftKings pick of the week. CSU Moneyline, plus 260. Rams win this game outright. Prove that it was not a flu class week. Got to, man. It's a huge game. And if I was putting this on the schedule even just a month ago, this was not a gotta steal one. This is a gotta have one. That said, we all know how it works. If I go against the Rams ATS, the Rams do big things. UNLV, big home favorite, raucous crowd. Give me UNLV. But you, you know the real deal. You know what I'll be betting on. But official pick, where my cartoon goes, what we say officially on this podcast, because if we don't say it officially, it doesn't work. Give me UNLV. Running Rebels. We're going for the reverse jinx, boys. Utah State. It's worked thus far. Can't, can't argue the logic. San Jose State, four-point favorites gross. against Utah game. State. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, this is a more fun game. The next, the, the other next one's, one's disgusting. I, this one's so hard because it's like, do you buy that San Jose State is the team that we originally believed they could be? Utah State, are they maybe not quite as high as they've seen these past couple of weeks? Yeah. And yeah. It's really interesting game. We're going to learn a lot about both of these teams, I think. Who's your pick? I am going with 
Utah State. I just think what we have seen from them offensively, it's so explosive. It shows up every week. You got to love it. And that San Jose State defense has been sketch. Classic, don't stray too far from home game. You get caught up in everything that's happened, and you think, yeah, Utah State's just better. No, don't stray too far from home. Stick to your gut and your conviction that you've had for six months just in San Jose State. That's right. San Jose State. They'll take care of business. The book making this too easy for us, I think. I like it. All right, finally, Nevada at San Diego State. SDSU 13.5-point favorites. Give me Nevada to cover. What's even the over-under on this? I mean, I would take Nevada, too, because San Diego State has no business. Give me the under 47.5. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. How? I mean, they think it's a blowout on the San Diego State I was going to say, some broken plays. You could see it kind of getting screwed late, but... Look, Nevada, it's, you're going to hate yourself if you take Nevada by the end of this. No doubt. Yeah, it's not going to be a fun watch. Maybe just bet it and just ignore it and hope <laughs> it goes your way. But the under feels, in a gross game like this, the under 47 and a half, which is a solid number, feels good. Who are you taking officially, though? Uh, no, Nevada. 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 All right. Nevada. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you check out our sweet gear at thednvr.com, baby. Appreciate everybody. The flag one is beautiful, too. They're so great, man. What a season. What a season. Great year in the Mountain West. Great year for the Rams. Love doing this. Thank you all for tuning in. Didn't mean to take over your sign-off. You do the sign-off. No, you're good, man. Uh, Like Trey said, love doing this. Love all of you. Thank you for tuning in. I think it's going to be a really fun game Saturday night. I think we're going to find out a lot about this Rams team. I think it's an opportunity to kind of, you know, remind some folks that this this team really does have a ton of talent. So I'm excited to see how things go down the stretch. Always proud to be. Much love, y'all. Go Rams. Peace. Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places.